0: Welcome to the Voice Tech Podcast. Join me, Carl Robinson, in conversation with the world's leading voice technology experts. Discover the latest products, tools, and techniques and learn to build the voice apps of the future.
1: We have also web based products for reading out loud, like PDFs or any kind of online published documents. We have like personal assistant tools, one called TextAid, that is like an individual reading assistant.
0: Hello, and welcome back to another episode of The Voice Tech Podcast. My name's Carl Robinson, and today we're going to be talking all about text-to-speech wizardry. That is the art and science of creating custom, synthetic voices for your brand, or indeed yourself. Today's episode was recorded on the 1st of April, 2020. I spoke with Nicholas Bergstrom, the founder and CTO at ReadSpeaker. Nicholas is a very experienced entrepreneur, working for over two decades in the field of text-to-speech technology. You definitely want to hear what he has to say. We cover a wide variety of topics related to the field, such as how digital voices can benefit your brand, things to consider when developing a custom voice, some of the risks involved in having a synthetic voice represent your brand, as well as some of the stuff related to the future, where text-to-speech market is headed, what it's likely to do to the human voice actor market, and many, many more. We have some uh, great bonus questions as well, For Voice Tech Pro listeners, we dive into Nicholas's career. He shares some of his advice. And there's a fantastic demo of some of the different voices produced by ReadSpeaker TTS as well. So listen out for that. The Score Publishing team are busy preparing to host the fantastic Digital Book World 2020. It's a three-day event that gathers together the wide world of publishing, from trade to independent, educational to corporate, as well as all the tech companies, of course, including plenty of Voice Tech. So it's all taking place between Monday, September the 14th and Wednesday, September the 16th, 2020. It's happening in Nashville, Tennessee, on the beautiful campus of Vanderbilt University. Tickets include all the sessions, the workshops, keynotes, and admission to the DBW Awards, as well as two passes to DBW Global, which is a worldwide online event. So grab a ticket now at voicetechpodcast.com slash world. And to get 30% off the standard ticket price, just enter the code VoiceTechCarl at checkout. Just a quick reminder that full episodes of the Voicetech podcast are now only available for a limited time after release. You can get all the full episodes at VoicetechPodcast.com pro. As a Voicetech pro, you get your own premium RSS feed from Patreon, which gives you access to the entire back catalogue of episodes, early access to all the new episodes, as well as exclusive interviews and bonus questions, no ads and high quality sound. Plus, you'll be helping to ensure that I can keep producing more episodes like this one. So if that sounds good to you, head over to voicetechpodcast.com slash pro and sign up today. I'm counting on your support. We're very lucky to be joined on the line by Nicholas Bergstrom, the founder and CTO at ReadSpeaker. Nicholas is an entrepreneur with over two decades experience in the field of text-to-speech technology and web-based technologies, of course, based in Uppsala in Sweden. I hope I'm saying that right. Founded 12 years ago, ReadSpeaker was, and now has offices in eight countries. ReadSpeaker are providers of lifelike text-to-speech for your customers, basically help you to make your products more engaging with voice. So, Nicholas, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you very much. Nice to be here. Very nice to have you on, yeah. And uh, may I compliment you on your uh, very crisp audio quality. This is uh, a studio-quality sound coming both directions now. I'm very impressed. Yeah, it's this voice we're working on with. So, yeah, we try to do our best to uh, have maximum quality all the time. Yeah, Absolutely. Well, that's that's the name of the game, isn't it? In text-to-speech, really, you guys are responsible for producing these uh, high-fidelity voices, branded voices as well, custom voices for organizations. So that's the topic for today, text-to-speech and custom voices. Maybe you can kick us off with uh, a bit of a an elevator pitch for your business what do you guys do and what what type of clients uh, do you serve
1: yeah all right so our sort of goal is to be the number one non-platform independent tts specialist and really what we do apart from developing and selling web-based SaaS solutions for learning management systems and educational content and so forth speech enabling websites we also Develop high-quality custom voices built using deep learning methods that you can deploy basically on any hardware, ranging from you know embedded systems to high-capacity
0: servers or in our cloud. Very nice. Okay, so that's a nice, succinct uh, explanation. What kinds of applications do companies use your text-to-speech voices for, then? What are the main areas you see them being employed for?
1: Yeah, I think it's all the, the traditional Sort of industries. If we look at IVR call centers, of course, but also since we have a lot of uh, small footprint, uh, high quality text-to-speech voices, we're quite big in the embedded uh, space as well. So for uh, can be anything from assistive technologies uh, used by people with visual impairments, or robots, mm-hmm. or any non-connected device. So that is, I think, one of... The, oh, sorry, I totally lost it here.
0: That's okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so accessibility. So I'm thinking embedded devices, but these are things that help people speak, people who've lost the ability to speak, or uh, accessibility on, on the web, what kind of thing?
1: Yeah, so accessibility for people that are struggling with reading a lot of content on the screen, basically. So they can have help... Basically having their content read out online directly into learning management systems or directly in the educational content.
0: Okay yeah.
1: And then what we have seen, of course, in the last year is of course, an explosion of requests coming from various kinds of dialogue systems, so voice interaction platforms, mm-hmm. virtual assistants, smart speakers, and that is also why we started to focus quite a lot on streamlining our process to develop custom
0: voices. Interesting. Okay, so this is where the the business is picking up. On the smart speaker side then, what kind of applications, what kind of things are people actually using these custom voices for? Why would people choose to use a a custom voice on a a voice application as opposed to just the standard Alexa voice, for instance, or the Google voice?
1: Well, I think there are a few different reasons. I mean, one is that if you have your own voice, your branded voice that are sort of well aligned with your, your brand values and sort of it sounds like the company that you want to sound like. Uh, mm-hmm. It's like a, like a logotype, basically. So, or graphical design that you use for your company. A voice is equally powerful in the voice space because if, if all the information and, and applications from all the brands, for example, in, a, in one of the popular platforms, assistance platforms, if they all sound the, the same, it's of course quite difficult to distinguish one brand for, from another. I think in the branded voice, just like with logotypes and stuff, there is certain brand values that you can communicate to get more
0: mm-hmm. yeah to really yeah i understand what you're saying to convey the values of your brand to be more memorable i guess as well so people recognize your brand through the sound as uh, in addition to the the visual kind of branding that everyone's used to today and that makes sense So you guys produce high quality text-to-speech voices using deep learning models to order is that right Th- these are unique voices that you make for each company is that right mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, correct. I
1: mean, we do have yeah around ninety different uh, voices off the shelf TTS voices mm-hmm. in about thirty five different languages currently, and we're just about right. to grow that quite a bit this year. But really, even though if you can, I mean, you can tweak the existing voices to have you know slightly different character and so forth. But many customers do want to have their. You know, they have specific requirements on, on what their voice, their corporate voice sort of should sound like. Some customers even have their voice talent that they are, you know, currently using for, can be in the uh, IVR system, can be for different touch points like uh, radio commercials or TV commercials. So it's it's a voice that when you hear it, you immediately associate it with this brand. Right. They have already right. done the uh, the sort of sonic branding part, but some, they just have a very strong, you know, preference of having a specific sort of Yeah, language, obviously, gender, age, should it be like a very formal sound? It should be more like a young, hip sound, or or, how does your... Brand sound? I mean, that is the important question. And when that is identified, it's about scouting the right speaker that fits well with those requirements and basically start to produce a custom TTS voice.
0: Okay, wonderful. We're going to dive into the process that companies follow when developing a custom voice. Uh, before that, I wanted to just ask you a few more questions around the, the product features, because I've been on your website. There's You do have a, a wide range of different offerings and lay out a lot of the different ways these models can be used. So you've got the off-the-shelf voices which can be tweaked you've got the highly custom voices which are very specific to each brand but then once you've got those voices you can actually do a lot of things with them so one of them i think you mentioned already was reading online documents for accessibility purposes maybe somebody can't see very well they have visual impairments or learning disabilities these kind of things so they can click a button on a widget that appears on a web page and then it reads through and i had to go with your product it's pretty nifty it highlights the text as it's being read as well so I can see the definite help and definite applications in education and assistive technologies as well. Are there any others? What other ways can your technology be used?
1: I would say that we have two groups of products in the company. One is the SaaS cloud-based solutions, the products like the one you mentioned, the listen button for websites or for embedding into learning management systems, into mm-hmm. publishers, ebooks, books et cetera. And right. those are mainly used for improving student outcome. But also, I mean, for websites in general, I mean, we have over 10,000 customers in about 65 countries using the online web-based reading services that we call WebReader. It's very popular in, for example, central and, and local governments, agencies, authorities. I mean, where you have really large target groups where you want to communicate to the whole public. <laughs> yeah, I see what you mean.
0: The cross-section of society, there's no individual niches. They're not all tech experts that we're used to dealing with. Yeah, I see what you mean.
1: So, and then apart from these, and also, like you said, we have also web-based products for reading out loud, like PDFs or any kind of online published documents. We have like personal assistance tools, one called TextAid, that is like an individual Reading assistant where you can upload text or documents or you can even author your own texts with a lot of support that really especially helps for people with the uh, learning disabilities or, or dyslexia, but also as a universal design tool for anyone with auditory learning style is really an excellent studying tool.
0: That helps you write text, is that right? Uh, text data is and it's helping you write text using audio. It's both actually. So
1: they have a lot of different tools that can help if you're struggling. Uh, they mm. can make your you know studying more efficient. But apart from the, all the web-based SaaS solutions, we do have, for the TTS voices, we have embedded desktop and server SDKs right. for, for on-premises TTS. Because uh, even though cloud is good, I mean, we have been doing cloud services for speech, in, you know, just about 20 years now. So you started doing before broadband internet Uh, So we have a lot of experience there, and we do know that our web-based APIs for TTS are very much appreciated, but in some cases... That is not an option. For example, if you know if devices aren't connected, or if we're talking about really private or secret content that you don't want to travel through the internet, even though we have obviously secure solutions. Mm. But also for, like I said, with uh, like IoT devices or ATM machines, robots, assistive technology,
0: and anything sort of... that's independent, mobile, not necessarily uh, in range of an internet connection or a, a Wi-Fi signal. Uh, I see. And wearables and and things like that. So that's what I wanted to ask you about, these kind of edge devices. What's the state of the art these days in terms of the embedded voice synthesis and how good is it compared to server-generated audio, cloud-based systems and the like?
1: Yeah, so we have in our text-of-speech engine technologies, we are using a few different options depending on the deployment method. So we have everything ranging from small DNN text-of-speech voices. There are around, you know, five megabytes in size. They they don't use a neural vocoder because it requires more CPU or GPU power, but Mm -hmm. it uses a parametric vocoder. So it has great prosody, easy to follow, easy to understand, even though it might have a bit of robotic touch to it. But then we have also unit selection or concatenation, TTS, that range from 64 megabytes basically up to a few hundred. And the quality of those are very similar. And even though, I mean, We'll talk about DNN uh, neural voices these days, but when it comes to first make it work on really tiny embedded devices or wearables, or if you're talking about large-scale deployments where you talk about maybe thousands or tens of thousands of similar ports of TTS, then still the unit selection TTS, which delivers really high quality from us, is still, I think, one of the best options from an operational
0: cost point of view. So you've got a whole range of services, a whole range of software and uh, software products that cater for every level of server power, basically, of computing power. So let's hear a demo of the TTS systems at ReadSpeaker. Nicholas, you've been kind enough to provide us with a selection of different demos of the various technologies that you have in place at ReadSpeaker for different purposes. As we were talking about before, there are more complex models that produce high fidelity audio, but require more compute power and aren't suitable for on-device application, for example. And then there are more lightweight models that produce uh, good quality audio, but much more quickly. So we're gonna hear um, some of those. The text I've sent for the demo is basically just a, an intro to this podcast that I wrote way back for episode one. So I thought it's nice nice to, to listen to that again. We're gonna just play a part of it using the first model and then we're gonna switch to the second model so you're not gonna hear the same thing over and over. So let's have a listen now.
1: Welcome to the Voice Tech Podcast. My name's Carl Robinson and I'll be your host for this brand new podcast series about voice technology. Unlike some other technology shows, here we'll be focused on the technology itself. We'll talk about how it works as much as what it does. The series will include interviews with people who've actually implemented voice technologies in a project.
0: We will delve into all aspects of voice interfaces and their enabling technologies. Natural language processing, natural language understanding, voice synthesis and... I'm afraid that's the end of this episode's free preview. That's right. Full episodes of the Voicetech podcast are only available for a limited period of time after their release. The full 1-hour episode is available to Voicetech Pro subscribers, along with all the other episodes we've produced. Go to voicetechpodcast.com/pro where for just a few dollars a month, you can become a Voicetech Pro and receive a range of exclusive benefits. Voicetech Pros get more content each month. You unlock access to the entire catalogue of full length episodes, including this episode. You can enjoy extra content, such as exclusive interviews just for VoiceTech Pro subscribers, plus bonus questions in the main interviews. And you also get to hear episodes sooner than everyone else, weeks ahead of their public release, in fact. VoiceTech Pros also get high quality episodes with no ads and studio quality sound, and a chance to support the show and ensure we keep on producing more great episodes like this one. So please go to voicetechpodcast.com slash pro and become a Voicetech Pro today.